Welcome back, everybody, to the Power Stroke Tech Talk podcast. This is number 13, and we have uh, two newcomers today, uh, accompanied by DS on the top left and Ryan at the bottom. We have John here in the middle, next to Mark, and um, we're here. We're going to talk for trucks. Um, if you haven't already, uh, make sure to hit my email above my head if you want to get on the podcast and talk trucks, talk about your truck, uh, talk about things that are bothering you about your truck. Maybe you had a dealership experience that you weren't happy about, and maybe you want to get some off your chest. Maybe you want to talk about something that Ford should implement onto their Super Duty, and this would be the start of how all that stuff happens. We brainstorm, we talk, we figure things out and we ask questions. So um, we don't know anything about John. We're gonna talk about uh, him for a couple minutes, see what kind of rig he's got, what he does. And uh, yeah, what's up, buddy? Not much. Thanks for having me on, I appreciate it. Heck yeah, man, thanks for joining. Thanks Thank for you. coming, I appreciate it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I am. Um... I got a 2020 F-150 Lariat uh, for my personal vehicle. Um, I tow with it. It's a max tow 3.5. Oh, heck um, yeah. You know, it's, to me, it's probably the nicest, most luxurious truck that will actually tow something pretty significant if you need to once in a while. And the reason I went that route was uh, I have another truck. I got an older GMC with a big block in it. It's an 8.1. I've oh, had that yeah. truck for 15 years. Damn. 8.1 Allison. A truck is just a workhorse. It Feed does, me. It does. Yep. It doesn't pass a gas station. Without <laughs> but that truck has been an anvil of reliability for me. Um, in 15 years, I, I, it's never broke down on me. I, I should knock on wood, right? Um, I had one windshield wiper arm pop off the transmission because my driver didn't get out and clean the windshield. And it was so bad, it popped off the pasture side. That, that's it. The truck's been great other than that. Just maintenance and normal repairs. You know, so I've done the exhaust manifold gaskets like three times, you know. Wow. But, uh, that's typical for something I've had 15 years. It works in the salt. <laughs> right. But the, yeah, but I use that truck to tow my dump trailer. I have a small landscape business. I have a skid steer. I've got a Ventrac. Um, and I've got a couple of those small things. I've got an enclosed trailer that carries mowers. And the beauty of the F-150 is that if, if that truck's either down or I'm using it for something else, I can throw my F-150 right on the 7x14 dump trailer. Even if it's pretty well loaded, it'll do it. You know, and oh, I can do it safely. That's um, cool. My skid steer weighs eight thousand pounds. I got an aluminum trailer. It weighs two thousand pounds. Not a problem for the Ford. That's and, awesome. Um, that's funny you say safety, because a lot of people when they have a vehicle that is equipped or says max tow, yeah, they're going max tow, and it's no, not. I, yeah, you're you right. Know, all about yes, that it's it's being safe and you know how ds Absolutely. has uh, his setup and and ryan with all his work trucks it's you know the vehicle's supposed to be looking straight ahead not pointing at the no, tops no. of the trees you know and you're sitting you know just just floating so yeah i, <laughs> I actually took my weight distributing hitch for my camper and set it up for the dump trailer awesome because it, it gets up over twelve thousand pounds sometimes and yet you know if i had a super duty i wouldn't care but with a 150 you want to move that weight forward yeah, yeah, it makes a huge difference, you know. It does, you know. Most it makes definitely. a big. And I only go. I'm going four miles with the yeah. truck. I'm going from a friend's house to mine. It's four miles, but you know, it just keeps the truck so planted and stable. It's just yeah. way, better, way better for the truck. What you know, uh, if you don't what, do that? I didn't take it to a scale, but that rear axle will be way over without doing that. So, yeah. what um, uh, what color is your rig? Uh, this this one is um, I want to say it's called 
not it's um rapid red metallic oh okay okay, okay. yeah it replaced ruby red my last one was ruby red i got you this <clears throat> is a little bit brighter than the uh, ruby red but uh i've grown to love it i i, I like the ruby red better because i had it in my other truck but this truck is um it's, it's gorgeous i've had compliments in this truck too why'd you switch them out the trucks only reason honestly i went because the Ford dealer gave me such a good deal on my trade. I ended up losing. Oh, yeah. My old truck was 51,000 and change on the sticker. I think I paid 43 for the truck. And I think I lost $6,000 almost three years. You know what wow. I mean? It was because of COVID and the lack of trades and my <clears throat> truck was really clean. I'll be honest, it was like brand new. And I took super care of it. I had all maintenance records. And the only reason I traded it is because I got the truck and realized I should have probably bought a Lariat when I got it. And I wanted to add some things to it. I'm not saying I couldn't have added them because I'm always up for the challenge, but it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. At a time, you add the motor headlights to make the LED headlights to make it nice because any bulb you put in the stock housing, it just doesn't work right. I tried a couple different ones. By the time you add that, you add the cluster. I add the heat, heated steering wheel I really wanted and a couple of things. Yeah. And the trade in number they gave me, it just made sense. And my new truck I purchased from a different dealer and not because the old dealer was giving me a problem. They were actually very good. But the dealership I bought the 20 from offer a lifetime powertrain warranty to the original owner. And that, I don't know how long I'm going to have this truck. I could have it three years. I could have it 13 years. But that kind of went a long way for me, you know, um, especially the 10 speed and the 3.5. I take very good care of stuff, but I know powertrain stuff can get expensive. You know? How do you like the 10 speed in in, in your your real world opinion i think the 10 speed i think you have to drive it consistent if you drive it the same all the time it's great but if you tow one day and then don't the next or you're driving for miles per gallon for a day or two then all of a sudden your foot's in it it gets confused and it takes time to adjust but if you drive it pretty consistent i think it's good i agree i agree with that the three four shift is clunky when that it's makes, cold that makes sense. um i've had a clunky seven eight shift and i've had my 17 Right around when I traded it in, it would get an occasional in town, 30, 35 mile an hour. The converter clutch would come in and it would get a quick shutter. And I explained in detail to the dealer exactly what it was doing. I personally, with my experience, I felt they needed the transmission service. That's what it felt like to me. Or an additive package. Like the converter was just starting to shutter a little bit. And it was only like once a month. My brother borrowed my truck. He thought it was a misfire. But I pulled the codes. There's no misfire codes or nothing. Really? And um, I had it happen to me a couple weeks after he borrowed it. And it felt like a converter shutter to me. But that's wow. it. And um, I do notice that when you're towing, the transmission comes into its own. It's just phenomenal towing. I mean, when you've that's got a awesome. load behind that truck. Yeah. And I got to tell you, my last truck was a Duramax. It was an 04. It had a tow tune in it. So it wasn't the newer ones that are powerful. It was a 300 horse, 520. But it had a, it had a 50 horse tow tune in it. This EcoBoost, I pulled that truck all day long. Oh, yeah. Wow. And out pull my big block. I've got my big block tuned. Wow. I've got a throttle body space run. I got a 180 thermostat. I got the plugs gap down. If you know anything about the 8.1, they like 45,000 plug gap. And I've got Flowmaster exhaust. That EcoBoost will pull that 8.1 anytime. What uh, what do you what do you have done to it? You got you got exhaust tints, wheels, lift, or anything? Yeah, or? On, the, on the Ford. Um, I brought the Ford over to the same place I brought my last one. They did. I did tint on the front windows, tint across the windshield. Cool. Um, I didn't. The other truck, I had them ceramic coated. I didn't do any of that stuff on this truck. I had the whole front Invisibrod. The whole hood's done. 
I had the headlights done. I had the fogs done. I had the strip between the chrome bumper and the grill. There's a little body color oh, strip wow. there. Yeah, yeah. I had all that done. So because we get a lot. Um, when I go to work, I get called in. I get called in, in the snow, and I got to drive on the road behind salt trucks, and my oh, trucks yeah. get pelted. So oh, yeah. I got all that done to it. Um, I've got a Ford um, hard tonneau cover on it that was off my Damn. last truck. I'm thinking about getting one. That's so funny. The, the last podcast yeah. we had, somebody said about tonneau cover. It's like, man. Yep, it's off my last truck. I got that off of it. And I did a little bit of four scan work with it recently. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I bought the adapter and yeah. um, plugged that in. And I, you know what I hated about this truck? Hated it was the, the horn honk. Yeah. When you, when you get out with it, the first time it happened, I got in my truck at like 4.30 in the morning to go to work. I hopped in it and I forgot that I didn't bring the garbage can with me. And I went to get out, man, at 4.30 in the morning, that horn. I know. Oh, and I live in the country on 21 acres. It is so loud. Like, what the I fuck? hated that. Yeah, hated I got to turn mine off because I'm yeah, out it's... following snow. And it's like yep. 2 a.m. It's just honk, honk. Yep. You know what else and... I hated, too? I hated, hated that piped-in V8 sound they put on it, on the Lariat. You don't like I... that? Oh, I hate it. I actually you like that. I had, my like XLT. I had my XLT for almost three years, and it didn't have it. So I was used to the sound of the engine. And I, I don't dislike the sound of the engine. Um, this piped in, this area is so nice and refined. And I don't really like loud. I don't, I don't want to hear the engine. I just, I work on them all day long. I listen to big trucks and I listen to, right, right. I listen to, you know, you know, air dryers sneeze all day long. I don't want to hear it. I just don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I turn, I turn that off. I put the con- controls for the um, heated steering wheel and seat on the screen. How did you, when you added the steering wheel, did you have to add the module too? Or no, I didn't add a steering wheel. I added it by buying a lariat. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Okay, okay. I, <laughs> I added the controls I like, no to the. I added the controls to the cluster through Forescan. Hmm. So on your on the home screen on your on your system, you've got a little cube of your navigation. You've yeah. got your radio station, and on the bottom now you've got the heated steering wheel icon and the the seat icons for heated and cooled seats. Hmm. That's what I did. I wonder how much more work it is it to actually add the full heated steering wheel. I know I watched so many videos and did so much research, and I almost did it to my other truck. And yeah, there I'd was like two to ways to go around it. There was one company had done it just by robbing power from something and putting it on a switch. Another person, like you said, added the module and some wiring. Had to I make would definitely like to do that. That'd be so cool just to be a, a toll Ford add-on. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a little pricey buying the steering wheel, but. I mean, isn't your truck loaded? Don't you have it? Yeah. No, I don't have that. What what trim level do you have? Uh, the Lariat. Why don't you Lariat Ultimate. I don't know. I, I didn't get heated steering. Didn't come. Didn't come with it. The Did you Super order it? Did you order no, it? No, it was on the lot. The Super uh, Duties are a little different with their packaging, whereas the one fifties yeah. they will give it to you. But with the Super Duties, it's like for whatever reason you got to step up to another higher level. Yeah, I noticed that. I was looking at. Those a little different. I almost bought a Super Duty. I was so close to pulling the trigger on a three fifty single wheel. Hell yeah. Um, I'd still love to get one. I'd love to replace my GMC with it because that truck's an old one. And I, I haven't found a gas engine I'd buy since my big block. And now Ford came out with it. That's the engine, you know? That's, yeah, yeah. that's the engine for me. I don't yeah. need a diesel. I don't run it hard enough. I don't run enough miles. But I want pulling power, you know? And when you yeah. put it with the 10-speed together, I mean, you know, for, for you, you're used to a 6.7. So everything else is going to feel weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody like me coming out of an older truck, a 713 oh, yeah. would be a big, you know, big, oh, step. Yeah. big game changer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, 
And even the 6.2, that's that's proven to be a really good engine. You know, a friend of mine's got one in a one-ton 350, and it's, oh, yeah. it's really strong, you know? Oh, yeah, they 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 perform well. I mean, they're, they're work trucks. Yeah, they're, they're, they're nice. And uh, Especially if you get that 430 gear, you're yes. with 6.2. That's, that's everything in those 6.2s. They need to turn RPM, yep. Yeah. You know, one of the things is a little... It's a little weird to have a 430 with a with the uh, 450 though, with the diesel. Yeah, you know what it is though. Today, today, if you look at like 20 years ago and today, the tires on today's trucks are two to four inches taller than they used to be. They just are. Right. Yeah, Across they are. The yeah, boys. I, I I don't. I'm 50 years old. You know, I was younger. A 245, 75, 16 was a standard tire on a three quarter and one ton. A one ton went maybe well, with 265, maybe. And before that, they had the 215. I think it was 215 80s and 235 80s. But all the trucks had shorter tires. So having a 430 year is not a big deal when you got a 33-inch tire from the factory, you know? True. Right, right. True how, much, how much do you think one inch affects, you know, one inch of tire size, tire diameter? What kind of effect does that have on, like, engine RPM? Not very much. Not very much? I, my, my 2020, I just put Goodyear Duratrax on it, on the stock wheels. And um, my brother ordered them in for me. And I, got, I was putting the third one on the rim on his new Snap-on machine. And I looked down and I noticed that it was the wrong size tire. Oh. The, well, the stock size on my truck was a 275-55 R20. They sent me 275-60 R20. So when I went to put the first one on, on the lift and I had to pick the truck up higher to put it on, it was on the alignment rack. I said, oh boy. That's a, so I, that's a, that's a plus. It worked out being nice because um, yeah. they're winter tires. But let me tell you something. It's one inch taller. It's a 34 inch tire. You can feel it. Like You can tell. You can feel yeah. the difference. It's, it's very noticeable. Mm-hmm. A little bit of peppiness went away, you know. Well, you, right, right. You can feel it. And the speedometer is off by two miles an hour now. When I use my GPS or I use Waze, if I'm doing 58 on the cluster, yep. it's actually 60. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, you can feel it. You know, you can feel it. I've got a summer set. I got a set of 22s off of, off of a uh, limited I put on for the summer. And, um, you know, they're nice, but I would, you know, about a month ago, I took my F-150 with the dump trailer loaded in my backyard. It was all soft. It's all soft in the fall, mushy. That truck pulled that dump trailer through my backyard. Like, you cannot believe. I mean, Hell yeah. it'll outpull my GMC because the GMC is just heavy. It's a 7,300-pound truck with small tires. Yeah. You know, and this Ford is a bigger truck. It's, you know, it's, it's a lighter truck with bigger tires. So the Ford floats where the other truck would sink, you know? Yep. yep. That, that oh, makes my a big difference. My 450 would sink like a rock. Yes, it would. <laughs> yep. I know. I know it would. But that, that 450 is just an illegal all tone. It really is. That's that's you get in that truck. That is that is a beautiful truck. There's nothing else like it. It's nice. I mean, I don't know. Well, think... with the four with the 450, it's like I put the plow on it and I got the salt in it. I don't want to take even, that plow off. You can't even tell, wanna... right? It's better. It just drives better because you got the weight on the front end and it's pulling yeah. it down, keeping it, it. It doesn't wander as much or anything. It's just yeah, it calms it down a bit. It calms oh, it most down. definitely. Yeah, like, those trucks kind of wanna... they, they need a little bit of weight, you know. Yeah, they need a little weight. If, I think if you're driving it empty, it almost needs more caster to just oh, ride yeah. around empty. Yeah, because you turn a little bit and it goes further, right? It's just like if you're trying to go straight, it's like you feel like you're in the Flintstones a little bit. You're just constantly. Yeah. Correct, correct, correct. But once you put the plow on it, a thousand pounds in the front, it's just driving laser straight. It feels like a 150 now. Right. Plow. Don't forget, too, when the front end goes down even an inch because of those radius arms, it actually gives you more caster. It's not oh, much, really? but it's a oh, little I bit. Oh, I didn't know that. 
That's why when guys level them, they have more trouble because when you level the truck, the radius arm, it actually makes your caster go more negative slightly. Oh, so it just wow. it just exaggerates any issues you're having with the caster. Oh yeah. Wow. And then we get wow. the death wobble. Yes, exactly. exactly. Why do you, you think the, that happens? Right. You just so that's why those, that's why those uh, levels, when you get a, enough of a level, like a bigger level, they yeah. drop those. Certain kits will drop those arms yes. so that correct caster. Right. That makes caster a lot correction. Of sense. It's a geometry correction too, because the truck will ride harder if you don't drop the arms. Um, I worked at an alignment shop when I ran out of high school before I went to college. And um, for a couple of years, I did a lot of alignments on trucks and cars that came right from the body shop and were hit hard. And I, I learned on an old Hunter light align machine and you had an X on the wall for your caster. You had to, it's not like today, everything's different today. And I've had cars so bad, the X is, if you, it's not even on the chart on the wall, it's up in the shop and you're in the bay. <laughs> So I, I, I'm used to old school, you know, doing alignments. The new, I did use a newer machine right before I stopped working there. They got a new FMC machine and it had the green and the red lights and they all mm -hmm. lined up, you know. I learned on how to light align, so. I was, uh, I was state certified to be for, uh, for alignments. Nice. I like learned everything and I just never got a job. Nobody would hire me, but I yeah. knew all the technical stuff. I just didn't have any hands-on experience, but. And you know that, you know, that's everything, man. Yeah, that's everything. Yep. I just passed all the state tests and all the requirements, but other than that. Yep. On the subject of tires, I like, I like uh, Daddy Diesel's tires down here, and I don't know for all you guys who don't know, um, uh, this is a, one of my subs from Ohio, and he was in uh, one of my videos uh, for the uh, Operator yeah, Commander Region uh, for, uh, 2020. And, uh, if, if you want go ahead and tell everybody what kind of, what kind of rig you got. Um, if you have not seen that video, we'll put a link in the description for that. If you don't know what OCR is. So yeah, definitely, definitely, <clears throat> definitely check that video out guys. Uh, definitely something you need to have done. Operator commanded region. Um, I got a 2020 F 350 trimmer. Um, I love it. It's a nice truck. I ordered it. I ordered it as an XLT. Um, pretty much went through. It wasn't uh, wasn't about getting it like fully loaded or anything like that for me. It was more about simplicity and longevity. Um, so it was more about the things I didn't want. Like I didn't. I knew I didn't want a sunroof. I don't. I knew I didn't want uh, a lot of power options. I guess things like that. Just things that I knew I would have to fix later on down the line because I know everything. That's pretty much how I did it when I built it. Um, got a pretty good deal on it from my local dealer. McCullough. They had no idea what I was McCullough. talking about uh, when I wanted to get the OCR turned on. So that's kind of how I ended up meeting up with uh, with PTT. So it was it was funny getting a good deal at that dealer going back and going for service and them having no clue. Right. <laughs> Have you uh, used it yet? Oh. <laughs> What's that, DS? Have you used the uh, operator command regen yet? All the time, yeah. Um, so, like he said, I live in Ohio. I live uh, outside of Toledo. So I will drive the turnpike once in a while, east or head 75 south. Um, recently, I've headed north past Muskegon, visit some family and friends of mine, um, and then I visited him. On the way down, Bill Brown Ford in Livonia, shout out. Um, BillBrownFord.net. 
when I, yeah, when I use it, I noticed that my mileage goes down, I would say three miles to the gallon when I watch it regen. Um, I can definitely notice it. With it being a tremor, it does come with the 35s. Um, I still get like 19.8 going like 80 mile an hour. So that's it does pretty good. That's the 355. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. See, like with my 430 Especially gears, for, I'm nowhere oh, near 430 that. 430 gears. Nowhere near that. Every time you say 430 gears. You got to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Matt would love it. <laughs> that's um, awesome. So, yeah, what I've, what I've noticed with the region is when you actually – if you can do a regen before you're driving somewhere, the DPF yeah. does not fill back up until it cools off again. It's pretty pretty cool. I've also Whenever noticed I'm with mine, it goes when it's when it's regening, it goes by five percent. It doesn't go by single. It'll go like yeah, it goes five, 95, five. 90, 85. It was really cool. It was really one? cool in the in the very um, um, beginning uh, podcast, maybe two or three. Uh, DS actually did a live regen yeah. on the podcast and initiated it. Was in a, 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 a parking lot, had to you know make sure the exhaust was clear, and got out the truck, went around, and I mean we saw it right now. Like it couldn't have been better timing to do a regen right there. It was it was yeah. perfect timing. Have you done one parked yet? Timing, yeah. Have you done I any parked? All right. So whenever I've done them parked, I've done one uh, while plowing snow, and I got a hundred percent full. So I'm like, all right, I'm parked here. I'm about to shovel this lot for like, uh, I don't know, fifteen minutes. I'm gonna do a regen, regen, and I'm gonna go shovel. So I got done shoveling, and the thing, it never for me, it never stops. Like it just keeps re, it keeps doing it keeps revving and making the heat and all that it never i've never completed one i've never completed one but whenever there's been a couple of times where i've turned it off 20 minutes at the most like 20 minutes at the most i'll turn it off and it'll be at zero and i'm like how come it didn't stop so i don't know how long it wants me to stop but after turning it off after doing a static regen it doesn't add any more back pressure it doesn't ever it stays at zero for the rest of the day as long as it's still running. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Right. I so guess have you it, tried plugging your truck in? No. Because that'll no. stop your soot loading when you're cold a lot. It'll really, really? reduce it. Yeah, well, oh, it's wow. your particulate matter when you're cold. Yeah. Your cold start is where you're loading a DPF. Once a truck's high and your exhaust is hot, it's an efficient setup. Um, you know? Yeah, after, after doing one of those regions, as long as it's running, it will not add anything to... Now, if, if it's just getting hot, it still will slowly add. But after a regen, it's like the catalyst stays hot. Yes, if you're driving the truck or running it, if you keep running yeah. it, it stays it's self, yeah. kind of self-cleaning. You know, it as long as you keep up. the fire running, as long as yep. you keep yeah. that. That. Listen, they're great systems and everything when they're running. If you if you just get, let them cool off all the time, they're not very efficient. Well, you know what? You know what's really weird though? It's like when I was plowing, uh. It was it was filling up, it was filling up, but I was running the truck for nine hours straight, nine, ten hours sure. straight. Once it filled up and I did the regen, I wasn't driving highway, I was still driving like house to house, 
and it still stayed zero after that region. You, you, yeah, but you're, it you're, you're driving it. You don't have an exhaust gas temperature gauge, but if you did, you'd see you're running four to 600 degrees at the at EGTs, and that's all you need. Yeah. You know, when you're driving, yeah. the, you know, coming from the diesel performance world, EGTs are everything. And um, when you're driving the truck, even if you're not driving it hard, you're still making heat. Oh, yeah. And that's the system needs heat. You know, it need, everything needs to stay hot. It's hence just, yeah, it you know, hence you why know. we put high idle switch when we're sitting at fucking idle. I mean, yep. it's yep. it's got a purpose. And yeah, all, all the big not, trucks have them. All, yeah. all the big trucks have them. You turn the cruise on, you just ramp it up and up they go. Yep. We always try to get our drivers to lean at a minimum of twelve hundred RPM. Yeah, it's know? it's not it's it's like almost for two two purposes yep. for that, and obviously if you're running a PTO, you can't run the PTO at, at idle. I mean, you can, but right. whatever you're trying to run ain't gonna have shit for hydraulic pressure. So no, you need RPM, you need speed. Exactly. Yeah. That's what the way we always okay. sell it to the guys is uh, turn on uh, you know hey if you make sure you turn on that. Uh, that high idle make sure you do it and make sure you know, it'll get you nice and hot and, oh really okay yeah i'll make sure i do that you know? <laughs> but, yeah, when it's for themselves they care about it but when it's for the truck they don't give two shits you know? our big trucks are programmed to shut off after three minutes if they don't if they don't ramp it up it shuts off after three oh wow yeah. no yeah. kidding a lot of ours are like five five or seven but wow. a lot of our fleets deleted too because it's tow truck so it's considered municipal sure uh, yeah all our trucks are missile highway trucks. They plow roads and stuff, but we haven't deleted any of them yet. Yep. Well, what do you yeah, think? No, waiting for warranty. What do you um, think the percentage of your your fleets are? Do you do you do you have more Fords in them? Do you get more more GMs or? You talking to me? Yeah. Yep. Well, most of our trucks, our, our trucks are all internationals or max big stuff. Yeah. Um, class eight, you know, thirty six okay. to forty three thousand GVW. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, pickup wise, we've got all Chevy and GMC. Three quarter and one ton, uh, thirteen trucks and five with plows. They're all nine foot straight fishers because all we do is um, cordless axle with them and small roads. That's it. Um, yeah. I like Are the they plows. Of the local dealer that's around you. What? I'm sorry. What was that? Are they Chevys because of a local dealer that's around you? Like a lot of times, well, you know, whatever dealer is local, they'll, they'll cut a deal with them. To no, it was actually the previous mechanic that was there before me. He had a, he was partial to GM, mm. and um, okay, I'm I'm partial to what works. And when I got there, um, the heavy duty trucks, we you understand something. Our pickups, we don't work them that hard. We've got big trucks for that. You know, we've got real dumb trucks yeah. and class eight trucks for the serious work. So. We don't more for tight, more for tight space. Transportation, service bodies, um, tow an air compressor around a 185 compressor. Um, our trucks go out and you know, like they might be guys flagging with them all day long. They'll sit at night all day long with the lights on. You know, um, we got one ton dumb trucks, they'll go out and they'll be have black top scraps in them or some topsoil, a yard or two of topsoil. But if it's real serious work, we get one of the big Macs or the internationals. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah. what they're there for, you know. We do right tow for the job. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. We've got a couple of small trailers. We've got, we do tow a skid steer or a mini around with them now. And like I said, we're, we're a town. So we don't even go on the highway ever. Our trucks never leave the town. So they rarely yeah. go above 45 miles an hour. Oh, wow. So we don't use diesel. We just use the GM six liter gas, which is, um, it's a, I can be honest with you, it's not the most powerful engine in the world, but it is rock solid. Oh, yeah. That uh, is, they have uh, nothing, nothing yeah. happens to these yeah. things. They are, oh, yeah. They've been running those for so long. I mean, yep. back. I mean, how long? They've probably been running those since like 2004. 1999. 
99? Yeah. 99, uh, I believe, is the first one in the heavy duties. Yeah, well, burn a lot of oil, but they're reliable. The, mine don't use any oil, none of them. I had, got, awesome. I had a we just We just got rid of an O2 last year. Actually gave it to another department. And it had 160,000 on the clock. Would you got to understand, Damn. this thing never left the town. So that's and hard the, miles. That's the all. hour meter The hour meter was working. Hours. The hour meter worked. The hour meter had flipped. It flipped at 10,000, and it was back no to 4,000 hours. Wow. 14,000 hours. Yeah, that's yep. that's why I bought one of those trucks, because I already yep. knew that the six-liter was the simplest, most yep. reliable. It only had 300 foot-pounds of torque, 300 horsepower, but... Yeah. It gets it was, some work done. So yeah. we, we were using them, but now they've um, GM has went away with that engine now and replaced it with a 6.6-liter, which is... Great, you know, mm -hmm. but they're using the direct fuel injection on it now. So I'm a little concerned about that just because our trucks idle all day long and DFI and idling is not really a good combination. But, uh, I'm kind of they're not the doing way. they're not doing dual injection, are they? No. Nope. And um, I, if they I, if they were, I'd have more confidence in it, you know. I have found like um, almost in your situation for like uh, since uh, we'll use your your Ford as an example. Sure. The trucks the eco boosts that i see come in uh that are you know driven you know real nice you know they keep it in the garage and maybe this you know older couple you know are driving it trucks got no problems but the trucks that are in the fleet that are the eco boost man i'm telling you stretch timing change turbos uh water pumps hanging off um, it, it, it's kind of a weird combination when, when, yeah. when you see these trucks and how they're taken care of and the ones that obviously don't give two cents about the thing that they're operating and how beat to they are. We, um, we, we call, we call them a slip seat truck because it's got the, multiple drivers. Nobody cares about the truck. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. It's a slip seat truck or an orphan. I've never know? heard of that before. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, when you assign a driver to a truck, they typically take very good care of it. But when you have that's a truck, what I was just going to say. Use it. Mm -hmm. When a guy you takes know? a car, when a guy takes a truck home, they they tend to be way take, more respectful to it and take care of yes. it. Yes, they keep it cleaner. They let you know when something's wrong with it. They mm -hmm. bring it in for service. It gets when washed it's once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> right. They, sure. they have a vested interest in it. You know, they feel like it's yep. you know, theirs and their responsibility. When you have a slip seat yep. truck, they just get no love. You know, that's what we say. You know, he cares about that truck. Mm -mm. And. The mechanics, we always, the mechanics, we try to look out for those slip seat trucks. We know that they slip through the cracks. Yeah. You know, no one tells you when something's wrong with them. And um, it's just yeah. how it goes. You know, it's part of the game. Yep. Yeah. People don't understand that, that fleet, yeah, fleet usage is a different, it's extreme. It's really hard on trucks. And My, equipment. One, of, one of the things though for me is when I hear fleets, I think they should be running synthetic oil because they run them so hard. But I think a lot of fleets just run the cheapest, most basic maintenance. Yeah. As far as fluids, that yeah, I've run, seen both. I've seen both sides of it. Um, depends I use, on the fleet. Yeah, I use full synthetic oil on all our trucks, um, light duty. Heavy duty, I just use straight up 15W40 um, basic oil. Rotella. Well, here's the thing. Our heavy duty trucks, they're plow trucks. They run one to 3,000 miles a year on a 32 to a 37 quart sump. They run maybe Damn. 150 hours. So I'm changing the oil every year. It's coming out clean half the time. Wow. And the trucks sit inside. There's no extreme temperatures for them. Yeah, they what sit at 68. The, they sit 68 degrees in the shop you, all you, long. So you're are you running Shell Rotilla 15W40? 
no, actually right now I'm running a golf um, fleet heavy duty, which has been um, about half the price and everything has been perfect on it. I've had no issues with it. What are your range well, of years of the trucks? W40. Are they uh, older trucks, newer trucks? Well, we've got from 1991 in our fleet, the old DT360 and 466s, the mechanicals. Oh, okay. We, okay. we have pull a lever to shut them off. Yeah, yeah. Up to um, our newest trucks, our 2019s. Um, we've got three 2019s, internationals. Uh, one is the new HV cab, and they've all got L9 Cummins in them. Damn. With Allison's uh, 3500s. Awesome. Um, I, I kind of like that engine. It's a it's a good engine, and um, one of the trucks has to get left out, and it will cold start very well. Unlike a Max Force, um, the only thing we have had a, a few minor issues with the emission systems on the Cummins, but it's not Cummins' fault. It's the truck. It's the SCR system. It's usually a pump or a def level sensor. You know. Yep. And the problem is too; these trucks sit. They kind of sit from April until October, November. They don't get run much. They're just plow trucks. They don't, and sit. you know, sit is the worst thing for a truck. Oh, you know, I know. They just don't get used a lot. And um, I get two of them that are sitting right now. I know. Tell me about it. Right. That's the worst thing for the truck is to have it not be used. I yeah. just had to fill my DF up, so I'm definitely using mine. I already yeah. ran through uh, what ten gallons. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. We're at three thousand miles. Are you using more DF fluid than your oil, Sean? <laughs> not quite <laughs> yeah you gotta we got we, i think you're we, making a big deal out of nothing yeah you didn't get the update on that yet oh no yeah I didn't. yeah so you you'll be surprised when you find out what happened we uh in the manual it tells you you you're not normal until after three thousand miles after three thousand sure. miles you're not supposed to burn oil before then you can expect to burn some oil yes you can but, um, told you you didn't see your rings yet right and then what we discovered is the oil dipstick on the 6.7 has changed in 2020. They actually have a, a different part number. When you okay. look in the manual, they when you fill it with oil, it's supposed to stop. When you put it in the 13 quarts, it doesn't yep. go to the top of the stick. It stops right in the middle. And every oil change I've ever done, and whenever you add the oil, it, it's at the top of the stick. Well, we we haven't uh confirmed so far uh you know if if in fact side by side each right, stick right. is different it's just we were talking the last podcast and was like you know hey is there is there something different with that dipstick and i immediately went to uh, the parts catalog and and one of them was an lc3z 6750 apple and the other one was an hc3z and it's like okay well they got different part numbers they both are in six sevens i mean are they it, it longer could, it, it could be as simple as the fact that there's a different intake and maybe there's a different tube to go with the intake but that's what um, i was gonna say it's every a different tube. every every oil change i've ever done when i add the right amount it would always be right at the top. But on yep. six seven, they according to the manual, they tell you right in the middle. When we added 13 quarts, it stopped right in the middle of the dipstick. So we're like, yep. how come it didn't go to the full mark? So uh, I guess it's not supposed to on the six seven on the twenty. It's supposed to st just stop in the middle. Yep. So it's I guess maybe I've, I've well, been a bit lazy. So why didn't, why didn't mine do that then? What when you added 13 quarts, where did it stop? I mean, where is the before I started it? 
after you started it and let it settle and then checked it? It was right up full. Right at full? Right up full. You guys check them cold on a flat ground in the morning before you start it? I'm checking it hot and then letting it sit for 15 minutes. Yeah, that's plenty. 15 minutes is great. Yeah. I've checked it cold and it's been just a tad above full. Just a tad. We're right at the fullest of full and then run them for at least 15. Let them sit and check it. I'll check it right after I let it, I shut it off and it's up full. And then I let it sit and it's still up full. Because when he was asking me about that, I was like, yeah, I'll go do it. And I took the pictures and I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Mine's up full. I got a, like just like 5,030 miles on mine. I changed the oil once. I changed it to Shell Rotella 540. That's good oil, man. I love it. It's my favorite oil, T6. That email, yeah. Mark, that you sent me was uh, was a dud. So just let you know. I blame AT and T. Yeah, you can do Mark, it. Mark, it doesn't burn any of that oil, does it? The T six. Say again, John. It doesn't burn any oil, right? That T six. It doesn't burn any of that shell Rotella, does it? No, that's what I was saying. Mine's up yeah. full, and that's why he said to check. He's like, make sure you check it after you know you run it, and then fifty let it sit for fifteen minutes. Well, just for giggles, I checked it right after I shut it off because. Like he said, it's only going to get more full of the you know the longer it sits. I right. checked it right after I shut it off, and it was full. So I check I check it right after I shut it off. I mean that tells me that 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 oil is flowing real well. Oh, right, yeah. right, yeah, it falls back down quickly, huh? Yeah, and I mean going back to what DS was saying in a different podcast, Project Farm, that dude, like even though the tests are like simplistic. Like, it just really shows, like, what it – like, he's got an industrial freezer, and he'll freeze that stuff to, like, something crazy Celsius. I don't know what that equals in America, but it's cold. And they the flow difference, so like, on Amsoil or Pennzoil Ultra or whatever kind of oil he's testing, you can just – you can yeah. see it visually. It's synthetic. You can see it visually. And, I mean, even if it's just gravity and it's that quick, imagine what it's going to be like in oil journals and oil valleys. Well – I tell you what, I switched to 5W40 uh, Motorcraft full synthetic, yeah. and the truck runs better. Yeah, absolutely, sure. I've never used I've never used the 540 Motorcraft. I've only because we we sell uh, the shell, um, but my going from the stock oil to that yeah, oil to the shell, yeah, uh, I gained. I want to try shell. I gained at, at least wonder, two miles to the gallon. Uh, all right, so. Shell oh, still, still, still a lot of like fresh miles on it's not like I said it's only five thousand miles on the engine so I think the little bit more it'll, it'll improve the little further it gets going here breaks in yeah. a little, little bit more. I wonder if there's an improvement going directly from Motorcraft 540 to Shell Rotella 540. I don't know. It'll be a good test. I know. I know test. the Shell Rotella T6 540 is phenomenal oil. I've used it to everything. I use it really? in my small yeah. air-cooled engines that run hot, yeah. and it, they don't use any oil with that in there. I mean, use nothing. I got a 27-horse Kohler on a wood chipper, and that thing runs full bore for hours on end at 3,700 RPMs. I put 540 T6 in that thing. It doesn't burn a drop. No. What, do you think, yeah. what do you think about putting uh, diesel oil in a gas engine? It, in most cases, it's fine. It's not an issue. All right, isn't it? Certain engines, I, uh, it used to yeah, be an I've, issue. I've done it. used it. to be an issue with certain engines. 
because they claimed with the older diesel oils that they added a package in it would hurt the catalytic converter in gasoline vehicles. But that has since been rectified years ago because all the newer diesels have diesel oxide and catalyst in them anyway. So those changes were made to the oil formulation. That's not supposed to be an issue anymore. But um, my brother has a scooter. I think it's a Vespa and it recommends 540 Shell in the manual. Oh, okay. On the scooter itself. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, oh. I'm thinking about putting it in my lawnmower. I, uh, so I'll run it all your, your, your zero turns and stuff, your walk behinds. I'd run it yeah. all. Yeah. I run it all my, all my lawnmowers and power equipment. It's, it's, you, you know, what's funny that you can run that oil in almost anything. It's actually got the wet clutch added a package in it. You run it in a motorcycle. And you mm, wet, you wet I clutch run, with uh, a ramp. I run the Rotella 1030 in my, uh, 78 Corvette because of the high zinc. Yeah, I, I run the, the SAE 30, the white bottle, mm -hmm. in my uh, mm -hmm. old, uh, Detroit diesel, my Michigan loader. Oh yeah, so I'm thinking about doing a comparison. If I take if I take the Shell Rotilla directly and put it compared to the new Motorcraft, if there's any difference that can be noticed as far as MPG, as far as drivability or anything, the way it sounds, cold starting. I know the cold pouring, the cold pouring is way better on the Rotilla. Yes. I think for it to be a fair test, you'd have to do it in the try and do it in the same season. So either do both yeah. of them in winter or do both of them in summer. Be a little expensive, but I could just do it now. You know, yeah. be a little pricey though. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, where do you guys? I mean, besides me and PTT, where do you guys get your oil from? Like, where do you get it? You get it from work, John, or? I, it depends for what I buy it for. I usually buy it from Advanced Auto Parts. We have a municipal discount there. Uh, if I buy T6, if I buy it for myself, I, I'll get it from the auto's owner from, actually, actually, I hate to say it, I get it from Walmart. Walmart, yeah. It's the cheapest. By far. Walmart yeah. is pretty, Walmart and that's is pretty thing, cheap on Rotella. T6, yeah. Show Rotella T6 is, is not that expensive. No, it's not. It's it's great oil. It really is. And um, yeah. yeah. At work, we have a zero turn 52 inch with a 29 horse Cowie on it, uh, D8850, I think it's called. And um, I put the Kawasaki oil in it for the first two oil changes for warranty purposes. As soon as I put that T6 in it, it sounded like a different engine. So much quieter, you could just tell it was happier. And yeah. you said the cold starting, the, the flowability of it's great. You can tell when you crank something and it starts right up, it's quiet from the board go, you know. Yeah. It I gotta try that. Tell, you can tell by how how fast it cranks it. when it's cold. You can yep. notice it. Absolutely, yeah, you can feel it. I, I I've always run in my motor. Going back to, uh, go ahead, Diaz. I always run uh, five W thirty or ten W thirty. I can't remember, but I always ran mobile one, and I got a lot of hours yes. out of mobile one. Mm -hmm. But Shell Rotilla T six might be a step above. Have you any of guys one, ever used Shaper oil? oil. What was that? I do not. Any of you guys ever use Schaefer's oil? No, but oh, we were talking wow. about it yesterday, and I want to I, I wanna yeah. check it out. It's pretty good. Um, I want to check it out. I've been running it about 30 years, and I had a salesman really? walk into my job one day and just show up, gave me some samples. That was like 30 years ago, and um, I don't run it as much now just because you can't just go to the store and get it. you got to order it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, their oils are, I mean, I'm not going to say next level, but they're very good. They're excellent. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. In, um, for some reason, the six and six point four liter diesels really like their um, X nine thousand diesel oil. They um, they do well with it. Do you? They have know? really good oil, and um, their their salesman will come right out to you at your shop. And um, their pricing yeah. is good if you do a three hundred dollar order. 
I think at $500, it used to be you got three oil samples. Wow. Um, and they're, they're pretty okay. serious. I mean, what I liked about Schaefer's was um, you'd send in a couple samples and they'd tell you what to change oil at. And as long as you followed their schedule, they warranted that engine. They don't care how old it was. Wow. If you had an oil-related failure, because I called the salesman, I'm like, you know, I usually change oil 100 hours. It's like, we're telling you to go 250. If it fails, we'll replace it. We'll pay oh, for wow. it. Oh, you know? wow. So wow. he goes, he goes, listen, I understand. I sell you the oil. So I, I stand to make more money by selling you more oil. I'm telling you to run it longer. Well, you can save a lot of money. Right. Doing that. But it's all, it's all based off sampling. You know what I mean? It's not off guesstimates. It's all, yeah. all real-time sampling. You send your sample in, they run the sample. What do you do think about, what do you think about AMSOIL and all their claims and sampling and extended drain intervals? And I think it's, I think it's, I think it's great. And I yeah. think, Extended drain intervals are phenomenal. The problem with extended drain intervals are like anything else, it only fits a certain criteria of vehicle. It yeah. fits vehicles that run like taxi service. They run all day, they stay running, they don't cool off. When you got guys that take short trips, if you want to change rail once a year, that mobile one angle protection or the, that's great. But if you're doing short trips, it's not going to work. You know what right, I mean? You never right. burn the condensation or the fuel off your oil. Right. You got to, if your right, oil right. won't hit 210, here's the thing, you know, if you don't hit 200, 210 degrees of your motor oil, you're not going to burn the fuel off and you're not going to burn the moisture off. So if you go a couple of weeks on end or a month on end, you don't get the oil hot. I don't care what kind of oil you run. It's, it's not, it's not going to last, you know, because it's, it's full of contaminants and you're not running into the vehicle hard enough to burn them off, you know, and you got that issue and you got other things too, like EcoBoost and you guys know this. Some of the older EcoBoost especially have fuel issues, the, the fuel dilution issues. Yeah. What good is a, the best oil in the world. If you want to change it once a year, if you're at 5% fuel, what good is your oil? All right. Right. So, yeah. So to me, I'd rather just use good oil and change it more often, unless you yeah. know by sampling what you can do. And you know? it's that beneficial for you to save that kind of money. If you're hauling whatever across the country and that's a lot of time that right. you're down getting service maintenance and all that. Right. But other than that, for guys like you and all of us guys, it makes sense to change your oil more often. Oh, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm terrible. I, I'm so bad over maintenance. I changed my oil on this new truck at 1,600 miles. First one, yeah. 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 I put the Ford Motocraft 5W30 full synthetic in it. I put the Motocraft filter in it. And I'll change it probably at 5,000, which will be, what, 3,200 miles, 3,400? No. I, I don't I, care. I, to me, oil's cheap. I, I love my truck. I love knowing it's serviced well. And I love knowing that I can get in and turn the key and go anywhere I want to go. Now this is kind of an off the soft, off the subject of oil. For everybody who's maintaining their truck and, and changing the oil, what do you do for tire rotations? Are we front to back dudes? Are we crisscrossing them? Are we rotating the sparing? What? What? What's your? Yeah, I, I what just do, you guys do front do? to back. Front to back. Okay. That's it. I don't rotate the sparing. Because usually it's on a different wheel, different size, no word. TPMS sensor. Word, word. You know. You know. Okay. I got okay. a I got a four fifty, so I gotta go side to side. You know what it, I mean? We just did his yeah, yesterday. We did his first maintenance uh um uh the first of the year and um made a pretty pretty I mean he's telling me uh, after watching the footage it was a pretty detailed uh video uh with just everything that we you know, we did to the, the 450. I definitely, I definitely feel like I learned a lot uh, watching the video that we made. Definitely feel like I learned a lot. Um, it's going to be good to get. But that. hey, how come we didn't rotate in? How come we didn't rotate in my spare? 
I mean, well, it, it ain't that heavy. Yeah, but you're you can't do that on yours for one, and your back dually tires. You got outside aluminums and steel inside, yeah. so. I know, but you just have to take off the outside one and then put the one the spare on the inside, and then. I don't know what what would your spare? Just, that'd be too much work. You've got, do you have a steel? That's what, I hate, that's what I hate about mine. I got a full size thirty five inch Goodyear Duratrack sitting under. Yeah, yeah, it's just gonna sit under yeah. there. It's just gonna sit there. Yeah. Mark, you like those dirt, gonna... dirt tracks? I absolutely love them. Yeah, I had them. Uh, I had them on my old truck. My old truck was an 03 with a seven three. I love that truck. That was a lariat, and I had them on that truck, and they were they were good for like sixty five thousand. Damn. Kept them rotated and kept them, kept them. Yeah. Uh, that, a lot of it was highway. I didn't trucks. see off road too much. Wow, that's. There, uh, I mean, there's great a, there's mileage. a reason there's a reason that Chevy, Fiat, and Ford are going to uh, going to carrying all them tires. Yeah. On the, you know on all their their power wagon their Tremor. Or AT4 or whatever it is. Yep. There's a reason that they're using that tire. Yeah, we use them on all our town trucks, all the late Good duty, tire. every single one of them, and um, we get them on state bed. Luckily. Oh yeah. What do you think yeah. a good tire is for the 450? Commercial uh, snow or? Yeah, I don't know. We don't have any. It would look pretty sweet with them Goodyear Wranglers on it. Damn hell yeah! <laughs> it would look pretty. Figure bad, out huh? how, man. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how to get them on there. <laughs> yeah, but the, I, I I got 10 lugs. That's the problem. I got 10 lugs. I got to figure out how to. I think they're. Do they come in 20s? Range. They're like a load range E. Yeah, I'm sure you can get them in 20. I don't know that for a fact. If I got a different, if I got a, if I got a different rim, I can get them on a 20 inch rim. With a, I can order like a custom 10 lug rim. In that way, yeah. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can duly mount see, those. Uh, so what I was gonna say, going back, uh, like my work is an Amsoil dealer, and we sell a lot of Amsoil. And our closest distributors out of Cincinnati. That's their. What do you think about it? Wait, what do you think about Amsoil like products? So we use it in a lot of the fleets. They've been building a gas line. Uh, they built an Amazon uh, fulfillment center by us. They actually built two of them by us. So they've been building a lot of stuff for that and then just expansion for the city in general. And one of them, I mean, is just the national like gas line projects. So we've been seeing a lot of pipe fitters and they all have just the flatbed welding, like yeah. dually diesel, you know, they're, yeah. they're all like muddy as shit. And, like, yeah. They're all the same. Right. And we run it and all that. Them guys like that stuff. And if they stay in town long enough to where I see their truck again, um, I don't see any issues with it. I don't see any, I mean, it's blacker than all hell just from sitting there idling, but it's a synthetic. So it's supposed to hold that carbon in the oil. That way it goes with it when you drain it. So, I mean, I'd say it's a good oil. I mean, and then we sell, Holy. we sell it to regular customers too. We sell it to landscaping fleets. We sell it to. Just Only thing about the AMS oil is it's a little pricey. For example, uh, everybody got me done for 175. We went with the motorcraft to get the Amsoil. I got to pay like 180 for the whole thing, and I got to do it myself. So it's like, it's probably the best a, oil with a filter. 
that's what the filter and the oil and being a preferred whatever. Would you still use an AMS oil filter or would you use a motorcraft filter? Still? I would if if I were um gonna go if I were gonna use the AMS oil, I would use the AMS oil filter. Yeah. Because uh, I think I would just I just cut one open. They're they're real good filters. They have uh, synthetic media. They have a smaller micron filtration. And uh, what's the micron rating? Do you know? I want to say, don't quote me, zero point nine. But I don't remember. It's I just remember it was that's, pretty good. That's super. That's super fine. Maybe usually I'm mis- like, maybe I'm maybe usually, I'm wrong. Usually they're like three micron or like five micron is like kind of like standard. Hey Rod, do you got your computer? What's the micron some filtration? Of them, on some of them are like on the AMS oil. On the AMS oil. Uh, oil it does. I mean, it does. It's not that big. Of a I can't deal. remember. I might be thinking about their bypass filter. And when you're talking full flow filters, you don't want less microns because when that oil is cold, you're going to have a restriction problem. Right. That's what we're going to get. Right. I don't remember. I don't remember what you don't it want was. To blow your, you don't want to blow your pressure valve and just have that thing bypass it. Twenty microns. Oh, okay. Twenty microns for the oil filter. I'm sorry. I think yeah, their bypass think, filters are one micron. Yeah, the bypass would have been the other one. Yeah. But um, it's cool. They were advertising that they were better than Shell Rotella T6 because at 200 hours, they're better than because Shell apparently falls apart after 200 hours and they don't. But I'm like, who's running their oil more than 200 hours? You'd be surprised. Yeah, you you would. I see it every, <laughs> every day. They come in with whole side of the blocks and six, seven hundred hours, eight hundred hours, thousand hours on, a, on, on one oil on one oil chain. Yep. Uh, oh my goodness! I've seen I've seen forty thousand miles on a car because she said, "Well, the car didn't tell me to get an oil change. My old car told me when to get an oil change." Spent forty thousand miles. We have oh a, my god. A, uh, oh. We have a um, armored. And that's truck why I was service. going back to. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We have armored truck service in this area, and they they're six fifty seven fifty. You know, big boys. Yeah, talking about idle hours. They don't change the oil. We replace the engine every forty thousand miles. Why? Some trucks got three, four, five engines in them. <laughs> why? You tell they me why. No, I'd have no they idea. Because some dipshit pencil pusher thinks it's a good idea at that company. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's damn good for a 6.8 liter Ford engine to go 40,000 miles on one oil change. That's Those damn seven good. Quarts, aren't they? That's not to quarts. mention that. Is that the first? That's not just one oil change. That's the first oil change. That's the like only the oil change. Only oil oil change. Filter that came on the motor that he put in. Yep. Dude, yeah. that's insane. Coming in on a hook. So you're telling another me like motor in. The, they don't they don't change oil. The break in the break in oil. Nope. The break in oil still in the it. Break the in oil is just... what breaks it. Yep. yep. <laughs> Do they at least insane. add oil? Or they just wait for it to lock up. Just come in locked up. <laughs> Take that the valve cover off all the paying for, They're paying for a tow and everything. Is it like there's not like long block time? Is there like too much armor? Like what the heck? What the heck's going on? There's too much armor for them. I have no like, idea. Like you can still get to the drain plug. That's like uh, maybe that's how you reasons, get the money. The, the ACs, the AC systems won't work, or something happens. I don't know if like the fixed orifice tube gets plugged or the low pressure cutoff switch doesn't work, but they don't figure out the problem and they just wire the AC on all the time, right to right to battery. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. So when the AC takes a shit, 
<laughs> and you have to replace the whole entire system. It's like, oh. So there's no cutout on the compressor. Dang. The compressor keeps running, whether the high side's too high or the low side's too low, it keeps running. They go right around that motherfucker. Oh, my so All goodness. the pressure switches are taken out of the equation. That's nice. Yeah. They just run the clutch. Just locked it, <laughs> locked it to power. So when it goes, it goes big time. So who knows? When If you even shut the key off, that compressor could still be just provided power. It's just waiting. Come on, just spin yeah. me up, baby. Come on, just spin me, spin me, spin me. But yeah. <laughs> can't make who this knows? stuff up. Yeah, it's uh the, the things that we see come in, um even since uh it's it's gonna be a video coming up uh real quick. The the ten year anniversary for the six seven is gonna be coming up uh, actually this year. I don't uh uh, know what time of the year it is, but I've already started doing some research about and, and compiled, compiled some, some footage. Um, but for, for that engine and how I think the trucks that I see come in and how the people take care of them, you know, the six, seven, when, uh, John had brought up in the beginning about, you know, the six, oh, that is my second favorite engine, uh, with uh, right behind the six seven and and i think of of all the the repairs i've done and all the hardships and just headaches i've had the six seven still comes back to me and is one of my favorite engines to work on right now i got ds um he took my um uh, knowledge, my experience, my suggestions, and he's got himself a six, seven. I've never met Mark before. I met him on the internet and, and he has got him six, seven, and we're kind of on the same page DS and, and myself yeah. and, and the other guys you see come on the channel and, and comment. It is really a, a phenomenal engine. And, and it, even with, with John's gas job, uh, it being an EcoBoost, you really, have to change the oil or at least maintain it or or you know just the stupid stuff that we see come in it, all this stuff can be prevented and i just wish people i talked about it in the last the last podcast check check that owner's manual that came in your glove box it's this thick when you're taking a dump get your owner's manual read it it's got some great info in it maybe you didn't even know how to turn or deactivate your seatbelt light did you know that was in there? Check it out. Oh, dude, that is so. Look that it up. Is so cool. I took care of that yeah. before. Yeah, scan. we did. Look it up. <laughs> I mean, well, a Rod, a Rod did this thing where he like clicks the seatbelt three times. He like gets in, sits down, clicks it three times, and then it's like, oh, no more of that. It will not beep anymore. Nice. Yeah, I did it with Forescan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love. I like Forescan. We're gonna. We're gonna do a video on that. This is actually my dongle that I use. Nice. Um, I am, uh, or it recognizes this pass-through device. It's what I use uh, with IDS and Forescan when I hook up to all these, uh, well, to any vehicle uh, that I work on. Um, but just the stuff we can't do that with with the scan tool um, program that I have at work, or that I use for Fords, and and to go in and change all this stuff. And you got Bambi mode, and you got now you got a heated steering wheel, and now you got you know different lighting and chimes, and like, dude, that's so cool. Yep. Yeah. To get this free, free, you know, subscription, and then you know they get you if you got to buy the dongle or whatever, you know, for thirty bucks or yeah, you know, in my case, I got this. But big deal. It's um, uh, I mean, that's cool to to actually yeah. make it fine tune it to you. You know, you're not just a normal 
F-350 driving down the road because you've got some, you know, special things done to it that is stock. You didn't add no extra wiring. You didn't add no special relay box. And, you know, it's, it's, right. you're all using that stuff that was in the truck. So I'm real yeah. big on that as, as far as, um, you know, doing modifications and, you know, the, the third brake light or the third brake light, the third running rear light that the dualies have i put on the srws um i got, I got 80, one. 80 inch and water lights i like those yeah they're it's nice. um they're uh i love oe stuff the modifications to the stuff that i see come in and people got these things uh what do you call them for the house stuff i'm not bob vila uh wire nuts you don't wire nut automotive stuff you don't wire nut stuff <laughs> come on it's underneath the vehicle going to the brake lights people come on there's got to be some better thinking and thought process going on uh when we're doing this kind of stuff all the time oh my god that's funny hey, i got a, i got a question uh i guess for either one of you but i know Sean has the same door handles I do. Do your door handles cry? Does it look oh, like your, your doors are crying? Yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> mine do. Mine do. No, mine don't. Yeah, sure we, don't? I don't think they're crying. Well, his is so, silver, so it'd probably be a little oh, harder to fine. see. Yeah, but like, if ours yeah, gets that, wet, it'll yeah. just look all. Maybe even I yours too, that. John. Like when it's red. Yeah, and like I was if say, you, John. What about you? Do, yeah. do you see? Do you see like a a water line like underneath your door handles like you know i don't but i see it under my uh, what you see it where under my mirrors oh yeah i got the mirror one too yeah i, I don't the have the door one handle too, ones yeah. but i got the mirrors on both sides i got the mirror shit stain yeah and i my my truck's uh, ceramic paint coated so it's kind of easy to clean off but it's still noticeable yeah and, i mean it's just it's blue jeans metallic and it looks good when it's clean, but then you step away and you see that, and it's just like, it's like, what is wrong? It looks like somebody <laughs> just sprayed your handles with PB Blaster and just like walked away. What you know is how to, this? You know how to fix it permanently? Left the stream. What's that? You know how to fix it permanently? What? Buy silver. Lambo you don't have to worry about nothing. True that. Oh. Tesla you know, silver, they... silver might not be the coolest <laughs> color. Like people. This one, some people even say like that's an old man color, like that's silver. That's an old man color. But I'm telling you what, it stays, it stays clean, man. Silver looks clean. great, especially with the silver and black accents, tinted windows, and oh yeah, I like silver. Yeah, silver is a good. Your tire, tire, tire shine on the wheels, and everything, and tires looks. Great. Oh yeah, yeah. Silver is a great looking truck, like you said, very clean looking. Yeah, but I think the younger generation want a harder color, like black or magnetic or. You know those those dark grays. I think uh, black that's is really, so hard to keep clean, man. It's so hard to keep. Yeah, clean. Oh. Black you're telling really me. You're telling me. Yeah. You're telling well, me. They look so good. That's the reason I wanted one. As soon as you showed me your Super Duty, the black, I I had to have one. As soon as you Gorgeous. showed me your your ultimate. Yeah. I, I couldn't I, help it. I like it. It is hard to keep clean, and I I had never um, been to the car wash because I've always washed my own stuff. But I already have a garage queen here that I don't have to worry about, or I can 
take that regimen. This is my daily driver. It is what it is. I'm over it. I take it to the car wash. I got a monthly subscription. It's 15 bucks uh, for unlimited. I don't, I, 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 I don't care. I don't want scratches down it, but I'm not for the time I have in my life. And I guess, I mean, the truck means a lot to me, but it's just a truck. I'm over it. I have those feelings for this. I don't need to have those feelings for two trucks. It, I, 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 I'm going through the car wash. I'm I over do the it. same thing. I got a monthly on mine too. I'm over it. Now, hold on. Now, okay, so in I, I'm assuming all car washes are going to have it. There's a, a good, better, and best. Which yeah. one did oh. you get? Well, there's four car stages. Around around I got don't the offer a monthly package. You got the what? I got the, I got the next one from the top because okay, the, okay. the first one that has the underbody wash. Yeah. And I want that with the salt in the winter. Oh, for sure, for sure. I got the, the lowest 430 one. 430 gears. The... Uh, <laughs> 430 gears. 430 gears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gentleman was actually kind of uh, helpful when he was, um, I had called the car wash prior to me going, you know, I was like, can you guys do F-350s? You know, do you even do trucks? And, you know, he was, uh, you know, yeah. very helpful and, um, you know, had asked me, you know, do I have a tunnel cover? Um, I said, no. And he had uh, made a suggestion that I get the lowest one because if I were to get the highest one, and all that soap and all the extra bullshit that they, you know, give you uh, once you get down to the dryer. Yeah, it blows the shit all over the truck. And he's like, if you're going to be coming here in the winter, all that stuff's going to be blown on the side of the truck. And then you don't want to be driving around with the soap and da, da, da. I'm like, well, thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Thanks for not upselling me on that. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to come down here right now. I'm going to come through your facility yeah. and check it out. You know, give it a, you know, pay the $7 a time that, you know check it out for the first time i mean i mean why only 15 dollars a month that's so cheap like i that's like it costs more to for me i gotta wash my own truck ryan what was yours isn't yours the same no i got the 25 oh, the yeah. oh okay yeah okay. next one up oh, i okay. think it's like gym memberships though but they think that you'll get it and it just goes on your credit card and then you just keep you know yep. oh yeah you keep going like keep you know gym. you maybe go once a month or you yeah. forget about it um, that's why they go so cheap with that stuff well does the oh, 25 dollar yeah. one does that one shoot the pink the pink shit all over yeah and i don't really have a problem with it in the bed really yeah but ashley's her uh my wife's f-150 it'll be loaded the bed will be full of it i and don't does know she why have the 25 dollar one no she actually has the cheaper one get out of here for real yeah and she gets soap all in the bed i mean it'll be uh, yep and especially uh, in the winter it'll freeze up now do you don't have a bed liner though do you is it plastic or do you just have the bed? I have the plastic bed liner. Do you? Yep. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. I don't know. One doesn't fit into a car wash. Oh, really? It's too tall. Oh. Yeah. You got to find the right one. At least in my town. Yeah, but we, right yeah, we only have two car washes uh, that are automated. And they don't even offer monthly uh, subscriptions. Well, wow. my the the clearance on them super low. Like, I forget it's like seven something. I think it's they do that on purpose so they don't because they don't want big ass shit in there. But I do I do it at home. With that being said, I don't wash it as much as I should. <laughs> well, I was doing it in the summer, 
when it was nice out. Yeah. I actually would like to make a video on that um, coming up here. And when the weather changes, I, I went and bought this Ryobi uh, power washer. Um, real, real nice. Um, nice. I got the uh, a foam cannon. Um, and nice. it just kind of... That's, that's what I was showing you earlier. Yeah. It... Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. Um, you know, when it's nice and, you know, you're working, you know, outside at the, you know, at the house or something, but you know, just in the winter, not you know, you got to spray your stuff off just like John was saying, or at least the underbody and get that salt and shit that just drives me crazy. And you're not going to be, you're not doing that outside in the winter in Michigan or New Jersey, New York or anything on the East coast. This winter, it freaking sucks being in the rust belt. And like Ohio. we were just under DS's truck. DS look at me when I'm talking to you. Look at him! Look at him! Look at him! Look at him! Smirk. Listen, listen. This shit it's under a half his an truck hour. Looks it's a half so an hour. bad. It's a half an hour drive in the rain on the salty highway. What do you expect? Oh I my god! Have, as soon as I clean underneath my truck, it's dirty again. <laughs> I know, I know, but it should look bad, dude. Every time saying, I go, every time I go see him, it's an hour one way. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be clean, dude. It's gonna I be know, all crusty. That and it was like was I, went, I was underneath there spraying too after. Wow, were you? Yeah, dude. That that salt was all up in the oil filter. <laughs> oh, did anything stain back down, or was it pretty clean? I don't know. I I, I sprayed it off at the car wash. I don't oh, know. okay, okay. It's just is uh, your truck undercoated, or both your guys' trucks undercoated? Mine is. John? No. 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 I got to touch the frame up with uh, more black paint because mm. uh, even when it was delivered new. And the rear ends on both my trucks, my 17 and my 20, the rear axles were not painted. The rear axles were not? Right. Rust, rusted up. Really? Real yeah. quick. They had yeah, right no over coating, no nothing? Yeah, so I used the rust only in primer what? and paint on both of them. Yep, no nothing. Bare. Drive shafts are the same way. Dr yep, the front drive shaft was horrible. The rear drive yeah. shaft, yoke, where it mounts the rear axle was just all rusted up. No Same kidding. Thing. Yep. That's the first. Yeah. That's I think that's one of the most important things you can do to a vehicle, especially well, not even if you're going to keep it for resale too. Yeah. I went and got mine. I, I got the windows tinted, ceramic paint coated, undercoated, and rust proofed, like where they take out all the body plugs and spray underneath the hood and all that stuff too, and then the rockers. And it was all it was like eight hundred bucks for all that. It was a good deal. Was I had a lifetime warranty too because it was a new truck when I did it. The only stipulation is you got to bring it back to them once a year so yep. they can touch up the undercoat and the rust. Yeah. I got a lot of flack when me? I did that. I, I had, you know, I talked about that to my, you know, what I did to my truck and, you know, I got it undercoated and a lot of these guys were like, you know, Hey, why would you get undercoated? Da, 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 and that's the worst thing. And, and South Bend auto did a video. Uh, and, it's not, it's, and this, it's not the, it's not the undercoat that they're thinking of. They're thinking of a specific undercoat that's like that rubbery, uh, that doesn't really stick that well, that peels off. Well, the thing not, about it. You're not undercoating over something that's already rusted. You're undercoating something that's brand new. So. They did. And I'm yeah. like, how can you even justify putting undercoating on this truck that's already got cancer? Like, yeah. Huh? That like is counterintuitive. Yeah, what, mean, what does that even do? We, yeah. we as the viewers don't know the whole history of that vehicle and what's happened. And if the undercoat caused that, he's like, look what this undercoat did. Yeah. Chipping at it. And it's like, yeah. When you that's look a, at my truck and you look at Mark's truck, it does not look like that. 
I would highly, 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 highly anybody who lives in the Rust Belt spend the three hundred and fifty bucks. You don't have to get go the full yeah. jizz like Mark did and get the the rust proofing. I didn't. I just got the underbody. But at least get yeah, some sort of protect. Well, the the body's aluminum, so I don't know if it if it needs that rust proofing on the doors and all that. Because I don't think they'll rust. Aluminum can, can still oxidize. It, it can corrode. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it'll still. Yeah. Soon as you get, uh, yeah. So I'm curious uh, to see how that's going to play out. I haven't seen any of any rust on these yet, but they're still new. Well, that would be a, a great topic. Now I will um, say, I will say, we've had to do my backup camera, and like they took out the last, like the plugs and everything. Like I said, so like my whole inside of my tailgate is coated, and I hauled a lot of wood with that when I first got it, and there was definitely still some wood chips. Like, I don't want to say stuck in there but like in the tailgate like just suspended like in the middle because it was like sticking to that oil which i don't know a good and a bad i guess yeah like in between the tailgate too like how the it's hell all, did it get it's there all it looked like you had been taking a chainsaw well that point it's like an oil that like dries so it looks like it looks like wax that has like a melted but like a thin a thin mm. wax I don't want to say it's like a hot. It's like a hot oil, basically that oh. that dries, and it's not as sticky. But the amount of stuff every- that was inside of my tailgate, just wood chips, was yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was a lot. And I had only we only we had only made like we had only made like three runs, and it's not but like it keeps- I was cutting wood like by the truck to where it was going in there. It was just from driving, and just like wood chips just blowing. It was like, man, how did this even get in between here? Brand new truck. But it keeps your axles <laughs> oh, looking black. Like your axles don't look all rusty or ashy. They just look black. Oh, dude, they, they look like my bed liner, my Ford Tough Spray and Bed Liner. The whole wow. underside of my truck looks like that. Wow. Damn. Is I it, is, is it dry or is it sticky that. and wet? It's dry. Dry. Nice. Doesn't look wet either. Good. It's not, it doesn't have a sheen to it. Yeah, mine's I went to TSP. TST is who I went to. And it's, yeah, A-Rod, A-Rod's looks good, too. It's, uh, it's not did they wet. Paint it's the, not... Did they cover the coolers and stuff? I got a bunch of coolers under mine. Did they right? what? Did they cover up the, like, whatever transmission coolers or whatever those are? I don't know what they they are. Like, I got a cooler on my differential. I got a cooler on all, all kinds of different coolers. You mean you have like a differential cover that has fins? Yeah. Just little. Yeah. I guess they yeah, wouldn't I mean, cover that. Like heat sinks, I guess. No, they would. They would probably just cover right over that. I mean, like I was like my my drive shaft was real rusty when I got my truck, and I was telling you guys the other day, like my truck was shipped to me, like pretty much special, like right off the manufacturer lot, and it still had rust on the drive shaft when I got it. Yeah. So I mean that stuff it corrodes it 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 corrodes quick. And it's that's that's the best thing to do is cover it up. That rust belt before you can have a chance to do anything. That rust belt's hell they don't even use salt where I live anymore. They give up on salt I think. They just use straight brine, just sodium chloride, just spraying it down heavy. Wow. Real heavy. 
nasty. Uh, it's nasty. not even not even if we're expecting freezing rain. Like if we're getting half an inch, it doesn't matter. Like they're they're spraying it hard. Yuck. Well, I think that uh, that might be a good cutoff. We got uh, some good discussion tonight. Um, we might go over the comments from uh, podcast maybe 10 next time. We got a lot of good stuff we're talking about in that one. Um, big thank you for John for joining us. Uh, we'd like to have you thank back. Thank you for having me. Uh, good having you on tonight at short notice. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, for nice to meet you, John. Uh, yeah, Mark. Pleasure. Mark, same for you. Um, again, make sure to reach out to us. I'm going to leave my email right above me. I'm going to leave all of our social medias uh, up on the screen. And if you got questions for us, reach out to us. Um, we'll be returning uh, maybe with the same right. members again, and uh, we can ask, answer those questions for you uh, regarding uh, whatever you want to talk about. This is the Power Stroke Podcast. We're talking about trucks. We're talking about Fords and how they affect our lives and uh, what we got to do to keep them on the road. So thanks so much. Drop us a like years, and uh, tell us what you think about that in the comment section. 430 Gears. 430 Gears, baby. <laughs>